The great outdoors is a place of enjoyment, peace, and solitude. But at times, the outdoors experience goes dark. Increasingly, outdoors lovers are encountering criminal elements, psychos, dangerous wildlife, and strange weather occurrences. Our goal is to raise awareness by equipping you with cutting-edge information and to shine light into the dark outdoors. Welcome to Dark Outdoors. This is Chester Moore. Have you ever thought what it would be like to have 200 pounds of muscle, fury, and tusk standing on your chest trying to take your life? We have someone who survived such an attack by a feral hog on the program. Because as hog populations not only grow in the South, but also in the West and in the Northeast, we're seeing more incidents of hogs attacking people, attacking pets, and getting super, super bold. This episode is raising awareness to hog attacks and getting some keys of how this man survived the attack and things you can do to avoid them. So join me as I welcome Ricky Morgan to the program. Uh, yep, I walk every day, weather permitting, for my health. And I always like to take my dog walking. Yes, sir. Make sure a dog never getting exercise. So we were just doing our daily two-mile walk. He's a Great Pyrenees Tan Lab mix. So a lot of people don't know when I tell them that they they think he's a golden retriever because he's light colored. Most mm-hmm. people don't know what a great Pyrenees is, and I, and so you're walking the dog out there, and you told me that you heard some dogs in the distance, maybe some hog kind dogs. Yeah, I've been hearing the hearing the dogs running. I always like to hear those dogs run. I always think it's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, so we're coming back from our walk, and I'm about eight eighth of a mile from the house, and uh. Big hog walks out. So we're on a dirt road. Walks out of the edge of the wood. Just walks. He's not running. He just walks out. My first thought is, and that's a big hog. And I can see his tusk and he's breathing hard. Mm -hmm. So I just stop. My dog is already going crazy. Man, he's barking and pulling on the leash because that's what he's supposed to do. So I thought the hog would just come across the road into the woods that those hounds were chasing him. Mm -hmm. Well, he crossed the road and he turned and started coming up the other side of the road from So when he got at about a 45 degree angle from us, like I said, my dog's going crazy and barking at him. He turned and he came at us wide open. Mm-hmm. And my first thought is I'm going to die. <laughs> wow. And so he's coming at us and he hits me, knocks me flat on my back in the grass. So the, I mean, the first thing I think I've, I've got to stop, not get bit. And, and just instinct, I guess I grabbed the side of his head and I can like still feel that grisly stiff hair. Yeah. So now I'm kind of guessing my dog, now this, so by now I am screaming for help. And mm-hmm. all of them is just screaming for help. I just, and thinking I can't let him, he's probably 15 inches from my face. Wow. Because I've got on my back. And, so, and I think, Probably what happened when he hit me, my dog probably hit him at the same time. So Ace must, I'm thinking, grabbed his ear or the side of the head and was pulling back. So that's, so that's one thing. A great Pyrenees has a 900 pound per square inch bite. Wow. So I'm, so I'm screaming the whole time. The hogs 
making noises, my dog's growling and screaming for help. I'm holding on that. And I have, I carry a walking stick with me. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say that, this is a, well, it's come, I got it in Big Ben. It's from the Soto plant. It grows out of that. And the Mexicans across the river, they cut those and then they, I guess they probably sand them down, kind of shine them up. Some have pictures on them, but it's extremely light, but dense wood. Mm-hmm. So I'm, Got so my left hand's got the side of his head. I've got this stick trying to keep trying to get it in his mouth so he doesn't bite me. And I'm just still just screaming, screaming for help. And then I remember at one point I could hear those dogs mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, please hurry, I'm fixing to <laughs> die. So, you know, that was probably you know 20 seconds. I don't, you know, it, it seemed like you know 20 minutes. Yeah, because I'm really interested in the time frame of this, you know, because I'm sure when that hog charged you, how far do you think it was when it actually made the charge? Oh, just a, you know, it's just a one lane dirt road. What's that, 20 feet, I guess? It probably made that in a second. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so one of my neighbors, I said something, you know, I didn't have, I didn't have a weapon. Mm -hmm. I've stopped for years. I need to start carrying a weapon. We got coyotes, we got hogs. Mm hmm. So he hits me, he's on hopping, and I am screaming like crazy, knowing I'm fixing to die. So I don't know why I let go. I don't know if Ace pulled him back or what, but so, but all of a sudden he's like standing beside me, maybe eight feet away, and I'm still screaming, thinking he's going to come back on me. Ace is still going crazy. I'm holding on to the leash, and he's trying to get to the and the hog just <clears throat> the hog just walked off into the woods. So by now I'm, you know, still nobody's coming along. I, I, I was flat on my back. I thought, man, I need to, you know, I need to get up. So I sit up on one arm, look to see how hurt I am. I don't feel anything, of course. But so there's blood running down my both of my legs. In increasing numbers, people across North America are going missing in the wild. Dark Outdoors is committed to shining light on this topic and raising awareness when public interest in these cases fades away. This episode's Missing in the Wild is a case in Mesa Verde National Park and comes from the Colorado Bureau of Investigation. Thomas Irwin, 73, was last seen in the park wearing a gray fleece jacket, blue jeans, and tan hiking boots at around 1 p.m. on January the 15th. Law enforcement have recovered his vehicle in the park. According to a news release, Irwin suffers from a cognitive impairment that may cause him to be easily confused. Law enforcement officials said there was nothing unusual about Irwin's car when they found it, so, so far, no suspicion of foul play. Anyone with information about Irwin or his whereabouts is asked to call 911. This season's Missing in the Wild segment is brought to you by BAC Shows, incredible boat, sport, and RV shows taking place this year in Louisiana and in East Texas. Get more information at BACshows.com. That's BACshows.com. But so there's blood running down my both of my legs mm-hmm. from my knees. So I'm guessing that's as far as he got. He was standing on my knees or between my knees or whatever, and and his hooves cut my legs below my knees. And I just I don't know why he walked off. So no one's by now. So no one's still coming, mm-hmm. you know. So if anybody had come, what would they have done? 
Yeah. I'm, you know, they're in a honk the horn. He's not going to run away for that. No, unless someone had a gun and were smart enough to know how to get him shooting. You know, I was thinking about this, actually, Ricky. Like if I had been there, I, I actually had this question. If you came upon someone and you did have a gun, they're being attacked by a hog. The only way I could think to do it safely if you had a gun would be to, and, and you'd be risking your own self, but, you know, you want to help somebody else is go toward the back quarters and shoot him in the back quarters, you know, just to get him off of somebody, you know, and because you definitely wouldn't want to shoot down on top of somebody. You'd have to come at an angle and try to get him maybe toward the back quarters away from the person just to get him off, you know, because, you know, somebody is not going to probably walk up and yank that thing off of you, you know, so. Yeah be a smart idea <laughs> no you know you never know though man there might be some guy from east texas that comes out and pulls i'll just yank him off of you, you never know but yeah, uh, that's true but you still you, this <laughs> yeah, hog's on top of, either somebody shooting shooting me or my dog yeah because I, I was thinking like okay i have a gun on me i would definitely come help how would i do that and my thought was the only way to do it safely would be basically to come up on the back side and stick the pistol on the hog's hip or something and pull the trigger you know, yeah, just to, I don't, yeah, I don't but, know, Chester. That thing was so mad, so yeah, pissed off that he'd been run by those dogs. I don't, yeah. I think he'd have to shoot that sucker in the head somehow. Yeah, but I mean, he, it's, when he came, when he came out of those woods, he was already mad. Who knows? Who knows how long those dogs had been running? Sure. You so know. when he came out of those, and then my my dog started barking. That set him off. Yeah, well, I, so, he just thought I just tangled with these guys a few minutes ago, you know, and you know, and here's another one. Here's one of their buddies, and I yeah. got this instinct to attack. And um, yeah. what's amazing, Ricky, is that you had the wherewithal, you know, I mean, to sit there and to know that you had to protect your head and neck, you know, and you grabbed it and you had that walking stick. Yeah, you and I spoke a couple of days ago, and. What was really interesting is in our exchange is something that I picked up is you went and you Googled how to survive a hog attack. And the only thing you found was climb a tree. Yeah, climb a tree. I'm I'm 66 years old and 235 pounds. I can't climb a tree unless you give me a give me a while. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've been actually trying to work on the idea of what to do with a hog attack, you know, like for people's safety's sake, because these things are going to increase with hog numbers increasing. There's just no doubt about it. Unfortunately. And, you know, there's two different things with bears. So a grizzly with grizzlies, you play dead because often a grizzly attack is territorial or a sow defending cub. She doesn't want to eat you. She just doesn't like you. And if she thinks you're dead or the threat's over. She'll leave. Almost every black bear attack, however, is predatory. So you fight back with the black bear. And I can't see a hog attack being anything but wanting to destroy you. You know, there's no. Oh, yeah. No. Especially when they've been chased by dogs. You know, so if he hadn't have been, you know, run by those dogs, maybe he would have crossed into the woods and run off with my dog barking. Who knows? But sure. he's, you know, dog set him off. And I'm not blaming the dog. Sure. Even though, when I, I get up, I finally realize I got to get back to the house. Nobody's coming. So I'll get up. I walk about 20 feet and blood's running down my legs. Wow. The hunters came out of a side road and they came and they saw me and I'm waving at them. And they came up and they had thought that their dogs had attacked me. I'm like, no, it was a hog. And they were apologizing like it was their fault. Sure. Like, God, it's not your fault. It's, it's, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, man, that happened. They, they said that they could hear me screaming, but they couldn't find me. Boy, that's a terrifying thought thinking, 
You know, there's some guy out there screaming in the woods. Something's happened to somebody. Yeah. Could, could be my dogs. Could be the hog. We don't know. We want to help him, and we can't find him. Now, do you happen to know if they end up catching the hog? I don't know, but I. So later, uh, I have they they helped me get back to my neighbor's house because kind of want them want to sit around for a while. But anyway, when before they start leaving, I said, I said, well, I hope y'all catch that thing and kill him. He goes, oh, we don't kill him. I'm like, what? What? So I'm thinking. Well, they take them back. If they catch them, they catch them. They take them back, put them in a pen, give them good feed. Yeah, you know, fatten them up and then butcher them. And I just found out last week one of my neighbors knew somebody that knows these hunters, and they just do it for sport. They catch a hog, they cut his ear, trim his ear, and maybe cut his tail off. So and and let him go. So if they catch him again, they know he's been caught. You know, so that big hog is still wandering around out here in these woods. Pray, prepare, and pack heat. It's time for some dark outdoors defense strategies and techniques. The greatest self-defense weapon that we all have is our mind. God created an incredible thing with the human brain, and we have to use it in the wild and, of course, in all areas of life. In season one of Dark Outdoors, we interviewed author Stephen Michaud with his work with Ted Bundy. And he talked about how Bundy would fake injuries to get women to help him and then kill them. I want you to think about scenarios of being down hiking trail, of course, in the backcountry. And someone says, hey, I need you to help me carry this. Or, hey, I'm injured. Can you help me here? Are they really injured? You need to use your brain to assess the situation. Think about it for a second. And if you feel like something's off or you observe something that doesn't look quite right, Back off and say, hey, I'm going to go back and get you help. That is the best scenario, especially if you're a woman and, of course, if you're alone. But I also want you to think about this. We have to help people, but we have to use our judgment on what's going on. Don't always think you got to help right now at this second. Many times the situation you need help with, if they really are in danger, are going to be things that you would need to go get help for anyway. Be especially cautious if it's a grown man, but also be cautious of women. We know that human traffickers often use young girls to entice other young girls, saying things like, hey, I need help, or these people are after me, can you take me in? So criminals are becoming very sophisticated, as this program you know, talks about. So think about the situation, even if you see a young woman, hey, I need help with this. Think about where you're at, look around. Simply taking a look and sometimes reveal things and say, hey, I can get help. Let me go back and do that or let me make a call and then back off. Because our goal here is for you to be able to go home to your family on every trip you take into the wild. Man, so you said you weren't carrying a firearm. Are you carrying one when you walk now? Yeah, <laughs> I don't care where I go, whether it's here in Beaumont, I am never going to if I'm going to Walmart, I figure I'm an old man with bad knees and I'm limping across that park a lot. I, I probably look like I'm an easy hit. Well, I'm not going to be an easy hit. This was so terrifying yeah. that I will never be in a position like that of being attacked to go through that terror. It was it was a, over a week before I could sleep. I, mean, oh. I still I mean, he's right in my face. Man. Man, I must have had adrenaline pumping like crazy to have held on to the side of his head. Well, that's a lot of the bottom, the bottom line is 
Ace saved my life. It was Ace. It wasn't me holding back. Oh. It was Ace that hosted that that hog and was pulling him back. Not to instill fear, but instill respect and to give people some ideas. So if you're out around Sam Rayburn hiking and you see a guy with a rocket launcher, a flamethrower, and a minigun, it's probably Ricky out there hiking. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't be alarmed unless you decide to attack. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, hey, I don't blame you, man. It's like I've been charged. I haven't hunted hogs with dogs in many years, but I've done it four or five, seven or eight times in my life. And I got charged on those twice and I got the charge unprovoked once. And that was in the hill country in Edwards County back in like 96 on a friend of mine's property. And we heard the grunting and the cedar parting. And I literally just grabbed a part of a, a bigger cedar tree was right there and pulled my legs up. And he ran right under, I mean, right under where I was. I don't think it was like gonna one of those, like, I'm going to kill you deals, but he might have hooked us if he ran by. But yeah. uh, this is a different level. And it's the kind of thing that may happen more. And we it's a very illustrative situation. You know, and it's, I know it's got to be hard to share some of this, but we thank you because I really believe Stuff like this can can save people's lives and, and make them a lot more aware. You know, one of the things I'm worried about, Ricky, is one of the cutest things in the world is a baby feral hog. I mean, they often have little stripes on them, and they're really pretty. And yeah. hell, hell hath no fury like a sow. I mean, a feral hog sow will eat your lunch. And I can just see, you know, little Susie with the non-GMO gluten-free sandwiches moving in from Austin out to Beaumont and going to the big thicket hunting yeah. with her kids. Doesn't yeah. have an idea. Oh, look at the little, little piglet. And, yeah. and that's something that, you know, we got to educate people about because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of really bad information out there. And you don't want to, I remember watching about eight years ago, there were like literally like 10 hog shows on like reality hog shows on TV. Like everybody had one. They were like two models out in bikinis hunting hogs on mud boats in Florida. I mean, it was crazy, right? And I remember this one was so over the top. It was like, Glenda Knox has been in her home for one solid year because hogs have held her hostage in her house. Because, you know, and I'm like, what kind of hogs are these? You know, like, what's going on? And, you know, and it's like, she saw a hog in her yard and she was scared to go outside. It's like, it's not like they were waiting by the garbage can, you know, like, yeah, Glenda's yeah. going to come out. But at the same time, you don't want to just think they're not a threat. So, you know, any parting words for people out there that are hiking or in, in the woods and any any recommendations? I mean, if you're comfortable with a weapon, I'd carry a weapon. There's one lady that, that walks probably more than me up here. She came along not too long after it happened. And she says, I don't, I'm scared of guns. I don't know how to, but, you know, if something's coming, you just got to be aware, you know, at least have a good walking stick. And a, there you go. Good we walking we stick don't a bit. see a lot up here, but we see signs of them I mean, where they dug up, the, you know, an acre of woods or mm -hmm. something. But me, personally, I'll just won't go anywhere without a weapon. That, 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 it's just, I can't stress oh, how much no. terrified it was. I knew I was going to die. That was the bottom line. And he was going to rip me apart. Well, thank God for the Second Amendment in a state where we can still exercise that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, one of the things I tell people is a practical tip because I've been consulted by the city of Orange here over hog issues. And I put some videos out in their social media to educate people. And one of the things I say is, you know, obviously, if you see a hog, that's the obvious sign. Back off. You know, don't run away. Just kind of back off and go another direction or go around. Never mess with the piglets. But also use your nose. If you smell uh, you can tell a pig when you smell a pig. If you smell that hog, 
back off because chances are you're really close to one somewhere. So that's another thing. Just a safety tip. But great stuff, Ricky. We appreciate you sharing your information. All right, Chester. Pleasure talking to you. If you would like to share your dark outdoor story, email Chester at ChesterMoore.com. If you would like a PDF file of my personal survival tips, put survival in the subject line. Read my wildlife writings and follow my Higher Calling Wildlife and Higher Calling Gulf Coast podcast at HigherCalling.net. Remember, never enter the wild without prayer and preparation.